Hey everyone. This is Mukul and this is Swapnil. Welcome to Going Slow podcast where we discuss our product journeys and also have casual discussions around life, universe and everything in between. Hey hey. Hello. How's it going? It's episode number. 3. Yes, episode number 3. <laughs> Let's start. How how has your week yeah. been? Oh, my week it was mostly filled with lot of support requests, customer support. There were tons of support requests, and most of the week was just tackling those. When I remember my last week, I see only like oh, I fixed that bug, then I fixed that another bug, and then I fixed <laughs> then I fixed that uh, third one. So yeah. but like can can i want to deep dive into the support request like can you give me one example of a support request you got and then what did you do to resolve it yeah so there are two different types of support requests one is if it's a bug in your system like it's an appointment scheduling tool we are building a point oh if there is some corner case we have those corner cases are specifically most of the time are related to time zones so if we miss that then basically we just have to recreate that issue and fix it for them second type of customer request comes from big clients so for example if big customer is trying to use your system and every customer has a unique requirement so if some customer has a requirement which currently our system does not support so we try to pitch them that if you are open to pay us this this amount we are happy to build one for you that's like the two type of customer requests we get generally the second type of customer requests are something we look forward to yeah uh, if sure. <laughs> if someone is like looking forward to shell out extra extra amount per month it, it's an enterprise kind of thing mini enterprise where we try to build and maintain that solution and then we could charge a higher amount for them yeah that makes total sense right they are already your customers they are already using your solutions and now they have another requirement and you basically build that for them yeah that that makes super sense i'm just thinking like this makes super sense to us now but when we started our journeys this this was something very unique <laughs> so, yeah it was totally different when we started we just wanted someone to use it and pay for it at certain point of time we Uh, try to put value on our time because if we are building something specifically for one person, then it in the long term it doesn't turn out well for the software. So what we try to do is, if it's a very small feature or something a low effort kind of thing, we try to release it as soon as we can so that it gets a good customer review or it gets a good customer impression. but for example it requires some kind of effort we let them know that oh this is a little bit difficult problem and it will cost some extra amount so it's like a funded feature kind of thing you take some amount to test the importance how important is that feature to them so to right. test that importance you take some amount of money and then if someone is willing to pay then it gives you motivation that oh then let's build it so that they are going to use definitely right it's stack mom test in action right you directly ask your customers to put their money where their mouth is you ask them hey okay 
I see that you want so and so new features, but are you willing to pay money for it? And that is that is all um, we want. So yeah, definitely makes sense. Yeah, in the past we have had calls with few customers which went on for subsequent three four calls but in the end it didn't turn out uh, successful for us and in those times we did not charge any amount upfront so later we realized that it basically filters out like if it is important then and our platform makes sure that we have a platform which has like good amount of reviews then it gives them the confidence that if they are saying yes it's possible then they will do it so one thing we realize after some time that it's not about you have that feature right now it's just that if customer is saying that they want this feature and you're saying that uh, yes it's it, uh, we can build it for you in next two days and next three days they will trust you they will not care what tech you use what <laughs> thing you care <laughs> i mean if it, if it currently exists or not they'll just say that i have this problem I want this solution. If it is not there right now, what can we do? So certain type of scenarios are really nice because it then it's just like a problem you are trying to solve, and it will just give you some amount of boost in your revenue too. Right, and like you said, money sort of filters your customer requests as well. It tells you whether that feature is a painkiller or just a vitamin. If they are willing to pay. definitely it's it's a pain and they want it to get solved at any cost and as long as you can identify their pains and make solutions for them you are in business and i, I really like how how you are approaching this this feels like like a support driven development in some sense <laughs> yeah that was one of the best thing which happened to us kind of completed that loop that people started coming in and then we started building out features and then we started seeing oh users want this users want that and then we started building around that instead of saying oh people might want this people might want that we were just driving the whole experience from user feedback so that kind of boosted up a lot the whole experience we started as like appointment scheduling tool via calendly and you could connect your calendly account with shopify it sounds good because calendly is such an amazing tool but after few months we realized that many merchants do not use calendly mm. or are not aware of calendly so in that case it's like a hurdle for them to create a calendly account then connect with shopify and all those things so it it gets very difficult for them to manage everything so at that point we realize oh this calendly product is really better but it's not perfect for us right now so we might have to create our own solution so that was the first step then we started building our own solution and it really then jumped up the whole it gave us like a exponential spike to our revenue right yeah it's so uh, unintuitive to so for example i i could never have imagined that the merchants don't know about calendly all the people in my circle everyone has a calendly account and when you say that they don't know about calendly and therefore they don't want an extra step to sign up for that basically that's friction for them and you you're sort of now integrating that within your product itself so they don't need to do an extra step yeah. now 
yeah few funny things i would share that's why i was like that customer base is extremely different if you know something that doesn't mean that customer is on the same page with you for example if you think that feature is better that doesn't mean that customer wants to use that same feature or it wants that same experience so for example we don't send zoom links never because most of the customers do not have a zoom app in the system and zoom does not open in web we see a hard drop in our video call when we started using zoom oh. then we started using google meet links and uh, that's how we use google meet links uh, all the time because it give like most of the people it's very easy for them to basically join the google meet call also we did one more thing which is counterintuitive is we do not uh, so for example if you are like scheduling a call with us on uh, calendly then we ask phone number and we do not generate google meet link by default so the reason being when we started generating google meet link and we are not taking their phone number so many many people were not showing the actual meeting at all because they were forgetting it and i mean there were like lot of no shows so we do lot of manual things in a way that we take a phone number and we call them during the meeting time and if oh. they are available then we jump on a video call so that we could discuss and it's a manual process definitely but and a little bit counterintuitive but it has the highest convergence of like yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it's like paul graham says do things that don't scale <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> yeah i i feel like i i have picked up a few things already and these are learnings i wouldn't have by myself so in some sense this podcast has a roi for me already third <laughs> episode so that's that's super it was mostly trying and testing hit and trial from our side and then we realized that in some cases manual intervention is lot better than automation so we started doing lot of things manually in this case because because it is very important for us to get on a customer call it helps us a lot to understand the whole process it helps us a lot what the issue is and what exactly they are going through yeah so that's it for me what about you how's your last week yeah it's has been pretty good i think you might have seen on twitter i <laughs> I I am now very active on <laughs> building out side projects there are a lot of threads that I have been putting out in the last week and uh, yeah this goes back again to the mom test which which says that you validate first and build later so I started with an idea of building an anti book recommender and like I call it anti reads for now and uh, while scoping it down i realized that i don't need to build a full blown recommendation or an ml system in place and uh, i could just start with finding 5 to 10 popular books and recommending some books which has some which challenge those beliefs so that is how i scoped down the p2 and uh, again while while tooting it out I think this is a very important thing that when you actually write things down, it makes things clearer in your head. And when I actually wrote it down, I realized that maybe I don't even need to pick out five to ten popular books. I could just replace them with beliefs. 
and my current mvp is that i have put down a belief you tell me do you agree with it or not and based on that i recommend you something to read so like i, I did a poll on twitter i i have a landing page at swapnil.net/antireads and around 20 people have responded and i have some data so some of the beliefs i have put there are one is related to validation itself which is how, how do you go about side projects is it build launch then you market and build a community around it or the other thing is you market and build a community around it first and then you figure out the problem and then you build something for it and uh, majority of of the responses are from the first category and even i think we were there in the first category when we started out which is as developers we feel that we know everything and we know what the problem is we know what the solution is we'll, the hard part is just building that's that's what our mindsets are so we'll just go ahead and build it and then nobody really comes so yeah i think th- this was one of the beliefs that i put there keep build and users will come if if you sort of agree with this then just drop everything and go read the mom test and then i have two more belief book pairs as of now and yeah right now i'm sort of finding data and like putting more data in place yeah so basically like it's like a website where you where you have specific questions and you have like options and then if you select one of them then you'll get a book recommendation yeah yeah so that's the mvp for now and yeah if it if it sort of gains traction and if we find out a good problem here because what i feel is that just just the identification of the belief won't help much i feel that even after recommending a book people will face difficulty in actually reading the book because it's something that we don't do much after college or school and so that that is a hypothesis that people would need help in accountability but yeah I, i still want that thing to come from the users rather than me saying that hey here is a accountability based book club and we'll help you complete that book i don't want to tell it up front so yeah that's the path i'm choosing to to validate yeah so for example if i select an option something build and they will come Yeah, uh, it will give me an opinion of something which is like very opposite of that, or like correct, right? Correct, correct. Got it, got it. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> the the perspective. It's very amazing to sometimes realize what is the other perspective to get out of our own small world or our own that's, bubble. That's that, that, that's a tag. That, that's a tagline. That any social network, be it Goodreads or. facebook or twitter anything any social network is incentivized to recommend stuff that you already like because that's how they will get the most engagement out of you and this sort of creates a bubble and you have the tagline for anti reads is you we help you get out of your bubble and uh, we basically read books that challenge your point of views yeah yeah that's really interesting like super interesting have you heard of plato's allegory of cave no <laughs> it's a small small short story have you heard of it it's very like i uh, read it in during our college time 
and it stuck with me. So I'll just tell a short version of it. Like for right. example, there are three prisoners tied up in the cave and they are tied against the door. So they are facing the wall and there is a gate through which light comes on and whatever object passes through that gate, they see the shadow in front of their wall. So whatever object goes through that door, they see a shadow and they think that it's real. Basically, that's the reality for them. So when a rabbit passes by, they see a shadow of rabbit and they think, oh, that is the actual rabbit. Mm-hmm. So every object that passes by, they say, oh, that is the real thing, not the actual thing. Like they oh, they have oh. forgotten that the actual world is something different. They realize that the actual world is this, not the one which is outside. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one day one prisoners, one, uh, there, th- th- those th- there are like three prisoners. So basically one prisoner gets free and he accidentally get out of the cave. And he gets totally shocked. Like, whoa, what exactly is this? Like, this is not a rabbit. The rabbit was something which I used to see on the wall. This is something else. So it takes him a while to understand, no, this is like the actual world. And the world which I was seeing was something like a shadow. So it took him a while to understand. And once he gets it, he goes inside the cave and tries to tell his other two friends, basically, hey, this is not the real world is outside. The world which you are seeing is a shadow. But those two friends are so deep into their own world that they don't trust him because they are into their own world. They don't want to get out of their own zone and then they don't want to get out of their own comfort zone. They basically say to him that, no, this is our world. This is the world we live in and we don't trust you and they kind of they beat him (laughs) so yeah that's like a i would say short version of the story but it's really interesting like so basically at any point of time i sometimes think like where exactly are you like are you facing the wall or are you outside (laughs) yeah that's that's a nice thing i i liked it i'll definitely read more on that this this feels super interesting but yeah i, I definitely agree with this yeah, thing that when whenever you're trying to pick up position you should know the arguments for both sides otherwise it's not an informed opinion so yeah yeah plus opinions uh, also have the context tweets and all so rabbit hole all together (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i remember like few years back i had a very biased perspective towards a lot of things and then with time it started to to, started to basically get bigger but that's really nice initiative where you basically read like an opposite point of view and get like oh okay this might be something which is wrong with what i'm thinking right uh, yeah, I would love to dive deeper here. Can you give me an example of some belief which you held on for a long time and changed in the last few years? Yeah, I mean, like those are different kind of beliefs. For example, something like you can't start something of your own. You need certain qualifications. You need certain, I would say, history to start something of your own. Things like that, basically. I wouldn't say anything specific that comes to me right now. Sorry. Okay, so I'll give an example. So yeah. when I just graduated from college, I had this worldview that 
you should find your passion you should just find out that one thing that will make you you know wake up every day and uh, go to work and uh, it it did not happen for some time and that sort of made me feel bad because i was always told that this is how it's supposed to be that you need to find something you are very passionate about and uh, yeah i did not have that in place and then i came across this book called so good they can't ignore you in that book calipot makes his case against the passion hypothesis and you know he sort of said a bunch of things which made me realize that it's too early like i'm too early in my career to to have found it and it's okay if you haven't found it yet so it was very comforting to me that you have time you have a lot of time careers are 20 25 30 years long and you've just started so it's okay if you haven't found the thing yet and that was very comforting that laid off a lot of pressure off of me and once i let go of that belief then i was actually able to enjoy my work more yeah yeah that sounds good that's interesting i mostly like i think after switching uh, like after going full time on this previously it was something like i am working on some developer role uh, i am i am software engineer something at this company then the next role i'll have a software engineer next at some other company so i always at that point of time always used to think that oh this is like how it will be like i'll be in this route and uh, now that i can now i would like it has opened some new perspectives where i think i want to try some new things too which are different from the the development part or like the thing i was doing for last 5 years i'm now open to try out some new different things hoping to generate revenue out of it and stuff but hoping to live live that other life too basically <laughs> so yeah i mean that is like a perspective expansion i would say not shift but yeah i think in that case yeah. right so so did uh, you launch one more side project right like not just that was low lights right that we talked about in the last low lights and got it so how are you reaching out to people uh, or is it like totally organic i think uh, nothing comes organic man i i realized that people need a lot of push to share vulnerable stuff i have been in dms with <laughs> so many people and they say that hey i'll i'll do that over the weekend i'll do that in the next two days i'll do it tonight and still they haven't filled it out yet i, I understand this is there's a fine line it's like they want to filter out stuff obviously everyone thinks the same i've also filtered out stuff i've also not written everything there so yeah i think people are just what i think is they're just filtering out okay this is something they're comfortable sharing out publicly so that that's the first first question i get hey will this like where will this be shared i'm like this would be on a website and <laughs> this might also be shared on twitter like people might tag you and then they go into that mode okay maybe yeah they want to decide first what they want to put out there like why don't you have an anonymous version of it like blinds and stuff i i thought of doing that and i think a few people sort of had the same feedback but then 
what i feel is you don't really relate to anonymous things uh, for anonymity reddit is there right you'll find all possible stuff you can think of on reddit there's literally no question that you can have and you won't find this stuff there so you'll find answers on reddit but i feel when you put a face to to a low light i think that is much more relatable let's say if you put something there and someone who's listening to this podcast they go see and see that mukul's low light is this then they are able to connect to you more because they have been following you but if it's like just an anonymous thing there's no authenticity anymore and i feel that defeats the whole purpose so yeah what do you think there is like one argument that comes to my mind is like the, there are many people who are successful and had low lights in their past but they don't really care about followers they would like to share what they have done and everything but they are not very active on social media and they are not very active on twitter they are very active well if you talk to them personally in such cases i think it's a little bit difficult to incentivize them i guess because mm. they don't have that brand right on online so if someone relates but don't know them then it actually i guess will not add value in that case i guess right those people are not the target audience for now because how it got started was it it was started as an opposite to what you see on social media so you see yeah. 10 things by some person who's posting win after win there and then you start making these assumptions in your head that their lives are perfect and all that thing so that's how it got started that even people whom you see or whom you sort of respect or whatever on social media they also have their low lights it's an attempt to humanize them got it now now that makes sense to me got it yeah yeah so it's like an alternative version like the anti <laughs> the things that are going right and things that are have gone wrong yeah thanks for listening if you liked it tag us on twitter and is going slow pod if you didn't like it dms we would love to know what you would like to hear more of see you next time until then stay curious and have fun bye bye